0: Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make Him known in your daily life. Enjoy! Perfect! A couple of weeks. If you were here Friday for the Bible study, you get a double dose. So a lot of this is going to be very familiar to you. Um, But it's, it's so good. It's so rich. So encounters. As I was saying, over the past couple of weeks, I've just been hearing that word a lot in my spirit. And I know that in church today, like, we, that's a very trendy word. Like, every, you know, encounter is not, like, it's something you hear. You hear that word a lot. And so, uh, but I want to go a little bit deeper because I feel like there's some oil on it right now in this season. And the Lord wants to encounter his people in, like, a fresh new way. Like, he's not highlighting it for nothing. Like, he, there's there's something God's doing. And so, uh, I love how, like, we were just, we all came here this morning for a worship practice where we just get up here and just kind of just flow and none of us like had we didn't talk first about like what we're going to sing about like we just trusted the lord and it it was all about like seeing the lord tasting of him knowing him like it, it all just kind of just wrapped up together and um and i feel like it really goes with uh with what the lord gave me for this morning and so i just want to honor the lord and the holy spirit for just being amazing as always but um so encounter the dictionary definition definition, thank you (laughs) the dictionary thing (laughs) definition of encounter in like the webster miriam whatever it is dictionary means to encounter is to come face to face like literal face to face and so as i was asking the lord okay lord what do you what are you showing me about encounter show me in the word what we're going to talk about for as far as encounters go. And he immediately reminded me of Moses. And so I'm going to read in Exodus 33. This is a couple of sentences, so just try to stay with me. But it's Exodus 33, 7 through 11. It says, Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp. Remember, Moses was leading, the the, the Lord just delivered the children of Israel out um, out of their bondage, and he's leading them to the promised land. So uh, Moses took his tent, and he pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it a tabernacle of meeting. It's very important, a place where you're meeting the Lord. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside of the camp. So it was, whenever Moses went to the tabernacle, that all the people rose, everyone stood up at their tent door, and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass, when Moses entered the tabernacle, that the pillar of cloud descended, so the cloud of the Lord came down, and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. All the people of the pillar of cl- saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle, And the people rose and worshipped each man in his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. It's very important. And he would return to the camp, and his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. So I'm going to repeat that sentence. That was so important. Because I kind of just shared the whole thing just to paint a picture of what's going on here. Like Moses is going... He's like the pastor, let's just say, and he's going to meet with the Lord to get direction from the Lord. And it says, so the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. That word face right there, the Hebrew word uh, translation means or panem. It means face or faces. It's your literal face. So God is literally like God's literal face is right before Moses, Moses as he speaks to him. The second thing I want to highlight is he was speaking to him, it says, as a man speaks to his friend. And that word for friend means, is actually translated to Rhea. It means friend, companion, or lover. And that word, lover, or Rhea, comes from another word, which means to associate with or to cultivate. So there was this allowance. So God was allowing Moses from the place of a lover to come face to face with him okay just just follow me it was it was his position it was his title of like it wasn't because he was a pastor it's because he was a friend and a lover and that that is only something we can cultivate cultivate cuz that's the word that it came from friend comes from something you cultivate something you have to plow something you have to let god prune are you following me something that has to be planted in you like this is something that takes work it's not like you just step in it. And I'm not talking about striving. I'm talking about like intentionality. And so there was this allowance God gave Moses to see his face from the stance of a lover. Okay, and I want to go a little bit further in Exodus 33:18 18, verses 23. And so Moses is on the mountain now. And he's telling the Lord, Lord, please show me your glory. And then this is what the Lord says to him. He says, I will make all my goodness pass before you. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I want to be gracious to. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Sorry, I use paper. John, he's always like, you want to use my tablet? And I'm like, no, I want to use paper. (laughs) And he says, but you cannot see my face, for no man will see me and live. And the Lord said, there's a place by me. You'll stand on the rock." And so it'll be that when my glory passes by you, I will put you in the cleft of the rock and I'll cover you with my hand as I pass by. Then I'll take it away and you'll see my back, but my face will not be seen uh, for no man will see me and live. Now, as I was reading this, I was like, Lord, (laughs) you said in this verse that he talked to you face to face. Literally, he was face to face. And then we go down two or three sentences and now you're telling him no one will see my face and live. And so I want us to look at exactly what Moses was asking, because if y'all think like me, I'm like, okay, this is contra- this is contradicting. It's contradicting itself, you know. And so, which we know the word doesn't. So I felt like the Lord was saying, dig a little deeper. And so that worry, glory, Moses is telling God, God, show me your glory. I've seen your I've seen your face. Show me your glory. That word glory means kabod, or it, that's the the translation of it. Uh, which translate, that definition of kabod is wealth, riches, or splendor. Moses was wanting to see the value of God. Like he was already seeing his face. But there was some, like he knew, okay, and this is the kind of the way I look at it. Like I can look at you and it's like, I know you're not living on the, the streets. I know, you're not, I know you're not dirt poor. You know? I know you got something in your bank account. I just don't know what it is. You know? I don't know what that money is or what that amount is. And so I believe Moses was like, okay, Lord, I'm seeing you face to face, but I can look at you and I can tell there's so much more I'm not seeing. Like there's so much more. And I really feel like even this morning during worship, like, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like this hunger for so much more. It was like, Lord, we are just skimming the surface. Like, I'm looking, I'm beholding you right now, and I know there's so much more for me to see. Like, were y'all feeling that? Because I was feeling that. And that's the way it was for Moses. He was, like, Mose, he was like, Lord, I'm coming on this mountain. I'm meeting with you. I'm seeing the lines on your face. I'm seeing your eyes that burn like fire. But I also see that there's so much more that I'm not seeing. Moses' encounter, because I imagine he probably went to, this, went to the Lord pretty often, because he had a bunch of people who were complaining, so he's always having to climb up this mountain to take their petitions to the Lord. So I imagine he was meeting and encountering the Lord pretty often, but he wasn't allowing those encounters to limit him from going after the more. Like he wasn't satisfied. And I don't ever want to be in a place where I'm satisfied from yesterday's encounter. Or even from this morning. Like, this morning was amazing. And I don't know about you, but but the Lord was just wrecking me over there. But it's like, tomorrow, I want to go after way more than that. Like, that's not going to be enough. (laughs) That's not going to be enough. It's like, once we get to this height, it's like, okay, Lord, I'm going to go a little bit higher. And I believe that that's what it means when it says that the Lord brings us from glory to glory. Like, there's always, like, a new level to go to. You know, like, we're not supposed to be stuck or staying where we're at. As long as we're beholding him and keeping our eyes on him, that path's going to keep going, and we're going to keep moving forward. Oh, and he's so good. Moses wanted to see the value of the Lord, not just his face. He was already seeing God face to face, but he wanted to see the worth of God. Moses' encounters with the face of God, made him crave something more, something deeper, something he had never seen before. Our encounters with the Lord should make us crave the things about him that we have yet to see or yet to experience. I shared this many times because it was just a revelation that really uh, just like really landed in my heart when I heard it, but I heard um, Bishop John Burke say this one time, and it was just, it was amazing, but he was saying the reason the angels are always saying holy holy, holy, is because they're constantly seeing a new facet of God's glory. Like, he's so big, he's so vast, he's so great, that it's like, we will never stop. Like, that's their only response. They're constantly seeing a new facet, like a diamond, a new facet of him, and that's like, they're just like, holy, and then they see another one, and they're like, holy, like, they they have, they just can't stop, you know? And it's like, I just pray that we live in that place of always seeing a new place of his glory. But that comes with uh, us positioning ourselves and our gaze on him if we're not gazing at him we're not going to see new facets of his glory we have to keep our eyes on him we have to know what we're beholding I believe that this was like this is like the heart of a lover you know just like it was saying like that word friend like it translates to lover it's like longing to see and always wanting to know more of somebody, you know? It's like I love learning new things about Johnny. Even though, like, we've been together for, like, almost a decade now, it's like I still, like, I love when I find out something new about him. Or sometimes I feel like I'm like, oh, I shouldn't know that, you know? <laughs> like that jealous love. I should know everything about you by now. But it's so fun, like, knowing that, like, when we find out those new new things about the Lord, you know, like, see new glimpses of who he is, um, last, cause I haven't shared this everybody, but I feel like I keep sharing this too much, but, uh, <laughs> I'm going to share it anyways. And so if you've heard it, just grace guys. But two weeks ago, <laughs> I mean, don't get, get your stones out. We heard that before. Um, <laughs> two weeks ago, we were, uh, two Sundays ago, right? Or three. I don't know. It's been a few Sundays ago, but, um, the Lord, like during worship practice, we're like, practicing worshiping the Lord I guess what we were doing I don't know what we were doing but it was cool but we were just loving on Jesus and uh sorry y'all it's the presence but uh the Lord just wrecked me back there like in he wrecked everyone but in my own world I'm like I'm getting wrecked and so I left here that day so wrecked and um I don't even really know what to say about it, but like the Lord, I just, I experienced his presence and I've encountered, I've had amazing experience with the Lord's like, I'm sure all of you have. Like we've had, like, he's just so good to us and he will grace us with his presence. And when we come close, like he just lets us come in and so we've all had those encounters with the Lord, and and I have as well. But there was something different about this. Like, I left here marked and, like, so, like, hungry. But not only that, I left here sad. Because <laughs> I got home, and I was telling my husband, I'm sitting on the couch, and I just start crying. And I was like, I feel so wounded. Like, I feel so wounded by his love because I felt like, like I experienced, like, I felt like I was in heaven. Like, I was like, I've never felt the presence of God at such a, like, a, a heaviness of it like I felt like I was going to be crushed by the glory and when it lifted I was sad (laughs) I was like no Lord like I I want to stay in that place like I felt wounded by his love uh that's really the only way I could explain it I was just sad I was like Lord just come back (laughs) just and of course he's always there but I'm like Lord I just I don't know how to explain it but it was a new experience for me and um and it just left, it left me really hungry for, for more. It's like, Lord, if I can feel that that day, then I know there's so much more of you that I have not tapped into, and I want it. Like, I want it so bad. I want it daily. I want it every morning. I want it every night, you know. And um, and it's not all about an experim- experiment either. I don't want to make this sound like this is all about feeling something because it's really not. But there's something about his presence that just leaves you wanting more. So anyways, so Moses is asking the Lord, Lord, I want to see your wealth. I want to see your value. I want to see what I can sense, but I'm not actually seeing. I just know it's there. And this is God's response. He tells Moses, no one will see me and live. No one will see me and live. And we can... uh, We can go pretty deep in that. I won't, but I'm just going to make it very simple because I believe Jesus makes it very simple for us. But things have to die in our life. There's things that we have to let go of, get rid of, things that cannot come with us into the presence. Imagine, so Moses would go up a mountain to the Lord. Imagine us going up this mountain of the Lord, carrying all this junk with us that wasn't supposed to be in God's presence, that couldn't come in the presence anyways. You know, I got all my worries. <laughs> I could put my fears over on this one. I'm going to, all these insecurities, I'm going to carry them up with me, and I'm going to try to hell hold everything, go up into his presence. It just wouldn't happen. There's things that we have to crucify and, and let die. The veil was torn so that we could encounter the Lord. And we truly leave when we see him. This is why we have to put to death our sinful nature. As long as we're going after the face of the one who's beautiful, we have to die daily. And that's what Jesus said. You know, if you love me, carry your cross, you know. And so, uh, death and resurrection. The veil was torn so that we could encounter him. Whenever Moses would go up there and speak to the Lord afterwards, he would wear a veil over his head, over his face, because the glory on his face would be like so shining so brightly, and it would keep the separation from the people seeing the glory of God on him. And now it's like, because no man will see me and in, in live, when Jesus died, like he tore that veil. And so now <laughs> now we, like we can come in that veil, or we can come in, we can encounter the Lord. And so the veil was torn so that we could have an encounter with the Lord. I'm kind of just skimming over this. Uh, So from this, we can also see there's a very significant purpose in our encounters with God, coming face to face with him. And it's much bigger than just... An experience or goosebumps or a cool story to tell, you know, even though they are cool to tell. I love hearing about people's encounters. I'm like, Veronica, tell me what God's doing. <laughs> um, but it's always an invitation to a transformation. When we encounter the Lord, there's always transformation that should be taking place. When Jesus came after the resurrection, and he began encountering, he, he showed up to his disciples before he went back to be with, in heaven, to be with the Lord, to be with the Father. He told his disciples, now go and make disciples of all nations. Like he left them with something like, hey, I've encountered you. Now here's what you're going to do, you know. And so there should always be transformation after these encounters with the Lord. Like we shouldn't, encountering the Lord, I don't like in my own life, always highlights things in my heart that the Lord's like hey that shouldn't be there let me take that out for you or let's catch these foxes together you know and so there should always be transformation the closer we come to the Lord Jesus said if you love me you'll obey me you know godly character integrity should be a byproduct of our encounters with the Lord and as we behold him we should be transformed into the beautiful image of Christ and that you, in 1 Corinthians three, eighteen, it says, But we with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. It's always weird when it gets quiet. <laughs> I between like pauses. Uh, <laughs> um, next thing I want to say is to encounter God, is to truly know God. So I'm going to read this. Matthew 16, 13. When Jesus came into the region of... Cece's Pizza, I don't know, Cicera Philippi, I don't know. <laughs> I always call it CC Cici Pizza, Pizza in my head. <laughs> What's it? Yeah. He asked his... Sorry, y'all. He asked his... Uh, this is what you get whenever I have a microphone in my hand, so sorry. <laughs> He asked his disciples saying who do men say that i the son of man am so he's asking his his disciples like hey guys who these people say i am and they said to him well some say you're john the baptist some say elijah others say jeremiah or one of the prophets so he said to them so but but who do you say that i am and simon peter said you're christ the son of the living god and so we had to picture that. So Jesus is sitting with those who do life with him, who encounter him daily, who are walking this thing out with him, and he's like, "Hey, who do those other guys, you know, who are the other people at church say that I am?" And they're like, "Oh, they think you're some prophet. They think you're, you know, John the Baptist. Uh, you know, someone who's dead. <laughs> they think you're, they think you're somebody else." And Jesus is like, "But who do who do you say that I am?" Because, and I'm thinking, Jesus is like, "Well, you're with me every day, so you tell me who I am." and like without even question they're like i know who you are you're the son of the living god you know like we do this with you jesus we're, we're doing life with you and you guys those who are face to face with jesus every day are gonna know who he is like if you want to know who he is if you need a revelation of god who are you like you have to be looking into his face every day. you have to let him encounter you um These are the ones who are going to recognize God. They're the ones who will discern when he walks into the room or when the oil of his presence is flowing. Encountering God daily gives us the ability to recognize his face and truly know his voice. These men that Jesus was asking of did not know who he was because they had not been with him. Those who are with him daily encountering him are the ones who truly know him. And I don't know about y'all, but I want to truly know him. Like, I don't want somebody to tell me when Jesus is in the room. Like, I want to be the one opening the door, you know? My God. Um, And so from there, it's just stewarding a lifestyle of encountering God. Like, positioning our hearts each day to say, God, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to interrupt, I want to partner with. It's not always easy to just say yes to God. I know it. It's not. It's not easy. But it's so rewarding, you know. And it gets, I feel like each, is e- each yes gets easier. Because with each yes, in my own, like, testimony, I feel like I fall more in love. And so we have to guard our heart. And we have to guard that time we have with the Lord. Like, we have to treat it like it's the most precious thing. Because the fact is, there is a real enemy at hand who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. You know, and he wants to cut off intimacy in our lives with with the Lord. I mean, that's just that's all there is to it. He wants to destroy that, and so we have to be in a place where we're protecting the things that the, the thrones of our heart, the things that are most important. Uh, when this is all said and done, because the fact is one day all this is going to be gone. Like all this is going to be meaningless. That day I had that encounter. That was one thing I took away Is I was like, Lord, I feel like everything is meaningless in comparison to just seeing your face. Like a church building means nothing, guys. I mean, it's a, it's a blessing because we get to come together and enthrone him together. And there's, I feel like there's power and unity. There's uh, just so much when we come together. Like there's just, it's so building and it's great. But one day all this is going to pass away and it's just going to be us before him. And I want him to, I, I just want him to open his arms and be like, we know each other, you know, like I know you. I don't want him to say like depart. I don't, I don't even know who you are. You know, I don't intimately know you. Like, I don't want that. That's not going to happen. <laughs> like, I make sure. <laughs> like, Lord, you're going to know me. You're going to know me. Uh, and that comes with a daily decision to make yourself, you know, known to him. Like, Lord, you're going to, here I am. <laughs> if if I met my husband once a week, probably wouldn't, wouldn't be very good. Probably wouldn't know each other very well. <laughs> Other than that, that's really all I have. So, uh, so Father, let's just pray. Holy Spirit, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, that uh, that we're always invited to be with you, to sit with you. That there's always a seat at your table for us, Jesus. Lord, I just pray, Father, that uh, every heart in this room, Lord, would hunger after you like never before. Lord, that circumstances that seem so significant and so big when they walked in this room, Lord, I just pray that they would see them just as paper as they walk out, Lord. (laughs) Just these walls. I just see walls where where some of you walked in and you felt like it was like almost a barrier or or something stopping you from moving forward. And the Lord's saying, just go. It's going to be like paper when you walk through it. So, Father, we just thank you that as we say yes, that you're transforming us from glory to glory and that we're going with you, Jesus. So, Father, we just welcome you to encounter us in whatever way that looks like. And we just say yes in Jesus' name. Amen. If anybody needs prayer, we'll have people up here to pray. But um, also, can I go ahead and say some announcements, Johnny? Okay. Um, I